The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. glorious did you notice how glorious that was maybe i shall have to play it again because quite frankly that was extraordinarily glorious at least in my world that was and i'm going to give it my best shot at pronouncing it that's original Oberkreuzenberger Nasenflotten Orchestra. Yes, the original Kreuzberg Noseflute Orchestra from their album Blasphemia. And that track, as should be fairly obvious, was Small Pig in Japan. I kind of feel a new theme tune coming on. It's kind of glorious. Anyway, I have to thank Ellen Massing for introducing me to the Noseflute Orchestra of Kreuzberg and introducing me to that track. And... If you're not mistaken, I'm not mistaken either. Yeah, it's Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Tuesday. It feels like a breakfast show because this is well early for me, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And as I said, I absolutely adore that track. It's been stuck in my head since I heard it, first of all, last week. And um, I'm very glad I've had the opportunity to have shared it with you here on Resonance 104.4 FM, the natural home for... A nose flute orchestra, if there was one. Um, as for playing it again, I could almost do the whole show just playing that one track again and again and again and again, pressing the limits of durational art, shall we say it. But today I've got so many other nice things to run across the airway that it would be a shame to 
well, maybe not shame, but there's so many other things. There's always so much to talk about. And today I have a rather special guest conversation, which um, if anyone was perfect resonance FM material, today's conversational guest being Dr. Ezard Ernst, who is, um, I must admit, a guest that I felt quite out of my depth with. I hadn't really done my preparation, but as you know, I'm not a journalist, I'm an artist, so da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and if things go well, I'm hoping that, hoping that Dr. Ernst will come back and speak some more. He has an amazing blog, which is ezardernst.com, and Ezard was the world's first professor in complementary medicine, and since his studies, um began he has become known as the scourge of alternative medicine bringing critical research and statistical analysis to alternative medicine and as you know something that's called alternative medicine once it's proven becomes medicine and um, in his writings he points out that less than five percent of so-called alternative treatments actually have any therapeutic value whatsoever he has a book out at the moment um one of hundreds of publications he's over 700 papers published and um just the most amazingly busy and interesting character a scientist in wonderland which is a memoir of searching for the truth and finding trouble which is a really charming book which is available links to that on my website being www.theculture.net so i'm having an introductory chat with ezard today and i hope you'll enjoy that really good isotopical stuff later on i'm going to be featuring some field recordings from estonia um via elo massing some recordings by her father and elo in a field in Estonia, hence a field recording of bats and birds. Her father being a professor in the study of all things bat-like. And there are other delicious sounds mixed in at some point with some work I'm doing um, for a performance which is coming up at Beaconsfield Gallery on the 25th, which is the 20th anniversary of Beaconsfield being one of London's most independent alternative art spaces and i thoroughly recommend you to come along to that um tony white mr ball from soft cell myself and another of other a number of other artists will be making unique and individual performances for that night tickets are available via eventbrite they don't cost a penny but it's a relatively small space so you need to book details of that are on my website www.theculture.net so there's a whole bunch of stuff and oh that's right i'm going to be playing some rehearsal i did with ilsa whose surname i don't yet know who will be performing with me at beaconsfield and we're going to be exploring the space echo ilsa is a flautist and you can hear some of our rehearsals we were first testing a roland 201 space echo with a flute which is utterly delightful i think you'll agree i will be playing a piano that would be suspended from scaffolding and would be played by being banged against the building and we may even destroy the piano who knows Ello Massing will be there bowing the strings at the same time and this will be an improvisational 
auto-destructive performance, I guess. We're just plain destructive, who knows. Anyway, lots and lots and lots on today's Isotopica. Please pin back your ears, enjoy the show, and if you want further details of it, as ever, theculture.net. Hello, good afternoon. It's Simon Tishko from uh, Resonance FM. Hi. Hello, is this still a good time to call? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I have uh, until 5.30. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you very much for your time. Um, just, it's, it's probably a very, very uh, general call, but I'm very interested in the history of your research and your work. And um, I'm I'm very in tune with the themes that you write about on your blog, and I'd like to discuss how you came about to this this view and and a little of the history, and how you've got to where you are today. Sure. So, I understand you actually trained in some of the. You studied or trained in some of the alternative therapies. Is that correct? I studied medicine um, like uh, any medical student, and my first job uh, happened to be in a homeopathic hospital, actually the only homeopathic hospital in Germany at the time. And uh, this is where I learned how to practice homeopathy, hands-on, so to speak, and and I I learned how, how to think like a homeopath. And later on, I did lots of other things, but I, I always kept an interest in 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 the question that this experience had raised in my mind. Of course, when, a bit of research. when when actually was that that you were first doing that in a homeopathic hospital? Uh, that must have been the late seventies. Okay, and I mean, uh, by that point, it had very much been embraced by. I, I don't know what would we call it—the New Age movement, perhaps, or no, not not in Germany, not at all. Uh, quite quite the contrary. Okay. Uh, in 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 Germany, uh, we had the Third Reich, the Nazis, and sure. the the Nazis uh, promoted uh, homeopathy and and other um, alternative treatments uh, a great deal. So. Uh, in, in Germany, it has quite a different history, connotation, and, and background. And that's that's actually very interesting because uh, with with the research that I'm I'm hoping to undertake, or at least you know the research that I'm doing as part of my work as an artist, um, it's it there does seem to be a very strong political edge and a, a divide line in that many people I speak to. Um, people that seem to accept homeopathy and, I mean, it's it's obviously not black and white, but seem to be on the same side as would deny that there's man-made climate change. 
and there seems to be a political element to that, or at least a way of thinking. Is is that something you recognise yourself? Uh, the connection to climate change, I, I haven't, I haven't noticed. I, I have noticed uh, political uh, orientations in proponents of alternative medicine, but they seem to be different in different countries. Sure. Uh, for instance, in, in America, they, they tend to be more on, on the politically left side, whereas uh, I, I think, well, I, I know in, in Germany, it's they tend to be more on the political right side, but this is such a broad generalization that it's uh, almost... Uh, by de definition, wrong because uh, yes. they hold, it, it, it's a spectrum, and uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, in, even in Germany, the people who um, believe in homeopathy come from a certain political direction. No, of course not. I, I, I think it's more, from my point of view, um, almost anecdotal, which is the kind of thing that my interests go completely against. I'm very interested in statistics and rigorous scientific analysis. How how long have you been doing the actual blog that I came across on your web, on, online? Well, I'm I'm a very unlucky person to run a blog. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, IT person at all. Um, but it, it was a friend. Who, when I retired two and a half years ago, he, he said you need you need something to do, and he established a blog for me. Did all, still still does help a lot with the technical stuff that is involved because, I, as I say, I'm I'm really not okay. uh, switched on in, in this, this department. So I'm I'm doing it since two and a half years. Mm -hmm. During that time, I have published my memoir, which you probably have seen on on the blog, which also was. Yes, I have. Um, and have you found that it's been a fairly controversial subject to be writing about? Do you, do you find much criticism for your views and for, for your research? Well, that, that's why I did it. I, Good. I've, 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 I've been a researcher in the, in the field, uh, not primarily addressing the public, um, and I knew it is a hugely controversial subject. Mm. I also f felt at the time that one shouldn't be really addressing uh, the medical profession with these subjects, but the layperson, the, the man and the woman in the street, because it, it is they who do these dis therapeutic decisions. It is they who talk to their neighbor and, 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 and uh, get uh, advice to use homeopathy or other alternative treatments. And I also know how much misinformation is out there. So yes. I, I thought I'm probably the one on, who has done the most research in this subject, not just in England uh, or Europe, but on the planet. And uh, therefore, I'm in a good position to put out some uh, more rigorous information. It's, um, there, there, there seems now to be, if it's almost a contradiction to say, but an alternative orthodoxy that is, there, there seems such a movement against science and evidence um, 
in, in, in many in many respects, alternative treatments are uh, seem to be first in people's minds rather than actual medical science. Have you, have you found that in your in your research? I mean that 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 things have changed quite radically over the period you've been working in this area. Well, the, the change that I have seen uh, is different from what you discussed. When I came to, to England in 93 mm -hmm. to, to um, establish the chair in complementary medicine, as we called it, uh, there, there was... Where was that? Where, where was that actually? Did you establish that? In, in Exeter, University of Exeter. Okay, yeah. And uh, at the time there was a, uh, a lot of resistance against uh, even assessing alternative treatments by uh, science, uh, using the tools of science to, to, to test whether these treatments are safe or whether they work. Mm -hmm. People said uh, this cannot be done, it shouldn't be done uh, for, for various reasons which were all pretty nonsensical. Uh, and, and that has all but disappeared. There's, there's still some hardliners who, who say you, you can't assess our beautiful treatments and so forth. Yes. But this is, this is a minority. And, and even alternative practitioners, most of them, um, now feel that um, science is, is probably a way forward to, if, if you want to yes. know more about these treatments. Uh, the other thing that has changed is um, early on in the early 90s that mm -hmm. there was absolutely no skepticism as far as I could see yes. um, uh, about these treatments. The, the press was almost 100% pro. There was n nobody um, voicing any sort of critical views at all. And perhaps it is partly my doing um, that this has changed quite dramatically if you look at the skeptic scene in, in this country, yes. which are looking at alternative medicine very critically now. Skeptics in the pub, which are doing a great job at, at uh, scrutinizing these treatments and, and so forth. And uh, this is reflected in what we see in the papers. Even the Guardian at the time, early 90s, was entirely pro-alternative uh, medicine, and, and now you see lots of yes. uh, very critical stuff in, in the Guardian. And that's just one uh, uh, newspaper, probably one of the best, but uh, mm -hmm. it's a good reflection of what has changed. That's really interesting. I think you're giving me really interesting pointers and directions for my own research, because I hadn't, I hadn't considered the... Um, cultural differences and the the notion that it would be so different in Germany and also how things have changed I guess um, the world I've inhabited may have changed you know uh, personally quite a lot but but that's certainly the case with the Guardian now and I've noticed that when I read defenses by people like uh, chiropractors and homeopaths they tend to use scientific terms in as we know it now sort of pseudoscience using mm -hmm. using science to defend against but a complete misuse of science as as, as i read it yeah they uh, that's in a way is 
is an expression of their realization that uh, there's no way around science, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, as they are not capable of doing science and and are not educated uh, in in science, they uh, think that pseudoscience is a good solution, and it uh, it usually does the trick in the sense that it convinces lay people. Yes, but it, 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 mm-hmm. the lay person isn't capable of. Uh, differentiating between science and pseudoscience. It's, um, I, I, I mean, I was quite horrified. One of the articles I was reading that um, one of Prince Charles's main defenders, a sort of a, a, a doctor who really believes and really pushes um, alternative medicine like homeopathy, is, is being even considered um, for a senior position. What, what's the position, the doctor we were to, you, you wrote about? candidate for the presidency of the Royal College of General Practitioners. It's incredible how that can 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 even be. Yeah, uh, it is absolutely stunning. <laughs> it's 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 the 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 more I look into to this, sort of the the more horrified I think I become. But um, I'm, I'm wondering what the way forward. Um, I mean, within when I talk about climate change and things, it's the the mentality I think about the Christian right in America, um, mm-hmm. sort of Tea Party and things like that, where science—it's um, very much pseudoscientific. We had a senator recently throwing a snowball in the Senate in America because it was snowing outside, and he used that as evidence that there was no global warming. You know, he's saying it's actually it's cold out. Yeah, yeah. So, so that uh, uh, that was quite. Uh, Brilliant, because it uh, demonstrated how stupid it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's lovely. Um, so, so what work have you got? Are, are you researching at the moment? Is is the blog your main work at the moment, or what other work are you doing? Well, I've, I've finished my memoir uh, called "Scientist in Wonderland." Yes, and and, and this, despite the fact that this was published by a really tiny publisher. Uh, it was very successful, got very good reviews uh, and in all sorts of journals. And even the Times Higher Education uh, made it its book of the week when it came out. So, so that, that, that's great and, and also took some, some of my time. And then an even tinier German publisher uh, wanted to translate it, and it's just come out in Germany, and that takes a lot of my time at, at present because um, it, I, I would have never thought that this would sell well in Germany, but it's in the fourth print run and constantly sold out. How fantastic. Uh, I'm really pleased. The, uh, I, I have no good explanation for why, why this might be. One could be that the German title is uh, Nazis, Nadeln und Intrigen, which means Nazis, Needles and Intrigues, <laughs> uh, which covers the, the, the rather diverse content of my memoir uh-huh. rather, rather well. Yes. Uh, and, and obviously anything with Nazis in, in the title uh, is interested, interesting for, for Germans. 
So that that took a lot of my time recently. The, the blog, obviously, I, I post uh, one new article about every second day or so. Uh-huh. It takes some time. And then I'm starting to work on a book which is entirely focused on homeopathy. Okay, and what? Um, tell me about the the book that you're working on, the one on homeopathy. So you're talking about the research and and your your work around it, or can you tell me a bit about it? No, it's it's uh, it's a book primarily aimed at lay people, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, in most part it's a sort of factual rundown of the basic assumptions and errors and, and so forth in homeopathy uh-huh. uh, without taking sides either way but just uh, bone dry delivering the facts okay and then in addition in, in addition uh, we have some um, sort of prose articles that fills you in with the background around this intriguing subject. I find homeopathy very intriguing. Mm. And I say we because I'm, I'm doing this with an American co-author. Okay. When when you say intriguing, tell me, what what aspects do you find so intriguing? In It's it's such a bizarre... Uh, homeopathy itself is just such a bizarre thing to be so popular in the 21st century. In, in Where does your intrigue come? When you say bizarre, it's already intriguing, isn't it? Really? Yes, exactly, very, very much. I mean, that that it certainly gets my interest, and and anything uh, bizarre. Uh, in, initially, when as a young doctor, when I worked in the homeopathic hospital and treated patients homeopathically, yes. and they actually did, did get better. Of course, that that surely was very intriguing for me uh-huh. because I, I knew from medical school that this stuff couldn't possibly work and, and, and patients do get better and, and research also shows that. Yes. So h- how is it that uh, patients get better on with medication that doesn't contain anything? Yes. That is intriguing in itself. Uh, then you, you, you have the, the history is very fascinating. Uh, the guy who invented it, Samuel Hahnemann, mm in my view, was clearly a genius. Uh, he, he discovered lots of phenomena uh, which are so very important in, in medicine, and uh, sadly, he misinterpreted them uh, grossly, uh, sure. so he, he, he drew the wrong conclusion, but he, he was a, such a very good observer, and he noticed lots of interesting things. And then you could find intriguing why homeopathy is still around, why in the 21st century, mm. uh, when we are able to do all sorts of wonderful things in medicine and elsewhere, yes. we, we still have something like homeopathy, which is so illogical and, and so obviously uh, bonkers, uh, <laughs> why, is it, why is it still around? Yeah. You could find it also intriguing why on earth somebody like Prince Charles is behind it. Uh, mm. Is he really? Is he really that stupid, or is is is, is there something else behind it? So um, there's all sorts of very intriguing angles on homeopathy, and 
I hope to cover at least some of them in the next book. It sounds fantastic. I really look forward to reading this book. Um, when when you talked about your time in the hospital, um, my understanding is that a homeopathic treatment is no different, to sort of statistically speaking, no different to background noise in that if you didn't treat these people at all, or is there a difference between treating the people with something, i.e. homeopathy, or not treating them at all? Yeah, there's a huge difference. Okay. If, 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 if you don't treat people at all, you don't have a placebo effect. So um, part, part of the success of homeopathy is a placebo effect. But mm -hmm. uh, there, there are other facets to, to it as well. Um, one is the homeopathic encounter, which is close but not identical with the placebo effect. Yes. So people see a homeopath and... This is typically a quite a detailed and long and empathic uh, consultation. Mm -hmm. And there's good evidence to suggest that this is very important and determines the outcome. So if you didn't have that, if you do not treat people at all, you wouldn't have that either. Okay, that so, makes sense, yes. So people, people do get better for a reason, and they're not mad when they say, uh, it has worked for me, because it has worked for them. Yeah. Uh, but it's a misinterpretation of the phenomenon. Yes, indeed. I wonder, I'm, I'm just off the uh, immediate response to that was because I have friends who will treat their children with a homeopathic remedy. And, you know, we could easily argue about this um, and treat themselves with homeopathic remedies. I wonder if you still have, because I understand the notion of having the consultation where, and the very important word you used there was empathy. I believe that's a fun, you know, it's a fundamental part of placebo. Is that, am I correct in thinking that? No, uh, I, I, I think placebo, um, to, put, to put it really simple, placebo relies on, on two things. One is, uh, classical conditioning like Pavlov's dogs okay that's for conditioning and and the other one is expectation expectation of the patient of course but also of the therapist so so that, that is how we understand placebo uh, empathy is important in in the sense of the consultation in in the sense of care but it, strictly speaking is different from from placebo and doesn't come into it Okay, because in, in that case, when someone took their, their homeopathic medicine at home, the placebo effect would still work because they had the conditioning and the expectation. Yes, and, and they, they paid for it and they have high expectations, they have, they have uh, pre previous good experience maybe, uh, and, and maybe also they have little understanding of what is happening. If you, if you have a common cold and, and mm -hmm. you suffer a couple of days, runny nose, etc., and finally you take a homeopathic remedy and you, you, you do the ritual of, of taking it as prescribed, etc., etc., and uh, lo and behold, the uh, symptoms disappear. Sure. Well, after a week or so, the symptoms of a common cold disappear anyway. Exactly. So it's a misinterpretation of, in this case, the, the natural history of the disease. A common cold goes away whether you treat it or not. Yeah, I, I, I understand that 
there's sort of there's in England there's the Cold Research Centre. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I've probably misnamed uh, it. Is is that correct? Correct. You know, they're, they're they're actually the greatest sort of scientific minds working on the common cold, and the full weight of science behind it has not managed to affect the course of the common cold by more than a few hours. Is that? Yeah, that's roughly correct. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and also, one thing that's that's interesting, I think, part of my a driving force of me is that there's also I noticed in the blog post you did today about possible dangers of um, yoga, for instance, which most people would think is the most benign thing possible. Yet, of course, there's a very dark and dangerous side, perhaps, to alternative remedies. Is is Yes, uh, for, for me in my in my research when I was still active in primary research, that was, that was the most important subject. People people think these treatments are natural and and because they are natural, they must be safe, and that that is a misunderstanding. Uh, and yoga is perhaps not the good the, the best example, but okay, let's let's use yoga. It is is associated with side effects. They're not monstrously dangerous, mm -hmm. uh, but, but they're side effects, and they occur in a certain frequency. And with any medical intervention, you have to ask yourself, do the benefits outweigh the uh, disadvantages or the risks? And if you have no benefits, no demonstrable benefits, and you have demonst demonstrable risks, Mm -hmm. then this balance is out of kilter and it's not positive and if it's not positive you shouldn't do it as a clinician that's as simple as it is yes. homeopathy uh, doesn't have huge risks um, unless you use it as an alternative to effect, effective treatment and that is a big risk or can be a big risk but as it has no benefits um, the risk-benefit balance can never be positive of course, yeah. Statistically, it's it's a really bad bet. Um, one of the 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 ones that springs to mind as a sort of very high profile casualty, um, being Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, Apple Computers. Do you do you know about what how he died? Yeah, I, I know quite a bit about it, yeah. Okay, so because uh, my understanding was that some of his alternative therapies that he, or uh, the, the alternative therapies that he used over his life may have been a contributing factor in him becoming ill and then delaying um, allopathic treatment by, I think he tried a macrobiotic fast for his cancer first. Is that is that correct? To the best of my knowledge, uh, he tried all sorts of things, and uh, none of them, we assume, caused his cancer. Mm. Um, but uh, collectively, all of them contributed to him coming too late with proper treatment. Uh, in other words, he seemed to have su been suffering from a cancer that was potentially curable, um, but mm. he tried all sorts of things and when he decided to get proper treatment, it was too late. <sighs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a very serious, very serious subject. It's, um, I'm really glad to have um, stumbled across your work. Um, I'm aware half an hour is about up now, and we've, we've gone over 
um, the, the time as well. So is, if I bring it to an end here and say thank you very much for your time, and I'll what I'll do is as I record and mix this into a radio show, I'll make details of your book and your website fully available for our listeners. And um, uh, probably if you're interested, I'd like to email you a little bit more with a few questions, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Great. Um, it's it's really been interesting talking to you. Thank you very much for your time. And, My um, And really excited to read the new book when it comes out. What's the sort of time scale for the book on homeopathy? Uh, we're, we're, suppo- we're supposed to deliver the manuscript at the end of the year. Okay. I'm not sure that we, we'll manage that because all sorts of things have delayed me, but uh, I'll try. Good. Well, sometime 2016, perhaps. Look forward to it very much. Um, uh, Thank you very, very much for your time once again. And I'll mix this in and I shall send you an email with a link to when the program's been broadcast and um, it will be available online for you to download as well. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. No, let me go. Ei, aga mulle meeldib, ma teen raadio saate jaoks seda field recordingud. Ei, ma ei taha. Ma tahan seda kogemust ja seda atmosfääri ja kõike seda, mis toimub. No jah, see ei tea. Aga... Aga... Ja, sul on endale vaja tiktofoni, sul ei ole tiktofoni Ei ole, tahtab mulle minidiski mängi Võtab, mulle ei ole üldse raha Olympus, Mulle ei ole pikka aega Olympus, üldse, üldse raha mul kahe, Ma annab sul ühe, aga mul Ei, no selles mõttes mul on minidiski ah. mängi ja mul on seda riista vaja, mis sinul on tegelikult Seda Zoom on tegelikult vaja Olympus seal linna vahe, nüüd võtab peli Kas see tiktofoni? Ei ole kasvatud. Mul oli mitte, aga mul varastati koos kaameraga eelmine aastat. on kaamera kotis kogu aeg. See on küll raske maalata ka ka. Tolle tiktofoniga ma saan. Ma saan kõrvaga lapsest nohti üle
No ma ei tea, lindistab, ta lindistab. Jaa. Ma arvan, et õnnestus küll ma võin need Jaa, levelid kõrgele. Ilmselt arvutist saab kuulet.
Kas sa kuulad midagi? Noh, kiirtest. Siin nüüd ei ole praegu, ma olen jõe keskele. Siin vahepeal ei ole midagi. Põhjakas on see kõla väel, aga põhjakas läks minema. Siis ei ole midagi, aga vaatame, mis siin jõe kohal. Pardid. Need on sinikaelad, kreakva. Kreakva. Venekeelist teeb ju kreakreakka nüüd. On. Ja venekeelne linn on nii on kreakva. 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 Just see liik on kreakva. On. Linnud, palju linnu nimed on. Selle ajale järgi, mis ta teeb. Noh, noh, ongi. Noh, põhjad. Ongi. Jah, jah, siin on nii. Põhjakud on jõe kohal. Aga ühendame ära ja lindistame. Proovime. Proovime vaadata, kus nad on. Nüüd sille algast. Valgel taustal muidugi valgustades ei näe midagi. Pime ee oleks siis näeks nii. Aga nad lendavad sille ajal, see on selge. Kui sa tahad, oot kuule. Tahan. See oli näen. Jah. Need on põhjakad. Noh, kolmkümmend on põhjakad. Noh, ei ole sest valg. Ma kuulen, kas tiigil endast. Sest valgel taustal, valg ja valgus, kõrvalt ei nüüd midagi. Noh, need on palju. Ta on nüüd sille alguski. Kus sa tahad, ma võin salvestida? Kus sa tahad, sa tahad. Aga salvestame. Kas sul see juhe on, millega ära võinud? On juhe, on juhe. Aga kuhu ma tõda? Kogu ma kas ma panen lain inni? Mis sa pead eest kinni panema? Sa praegu salvestab või? Salvestab. Sa pead kinni panema. Kuhu sa vanad siis nii? Thank <laughs> you. 
is the is the floaty you can go kind of higher. You can go like hip large.
been listening to my stop here on resonance 104.4 fm my conversational guest today was dr ed Arzans. his book a scientist in wonderland a memoir of searching for truth and finding trouble is available on amazon and all good bookshops um details of today's show and all the other bits and pieces played today future episodes past episodes and other things that we may be considering here at theculture.net are available online press the buttons follow the links and see what you can find i will be back in seven days time the show's repeated at 5 30 in the morning for all those or is it five in the morning in america or those that have been up all night kind of like we do this is me simon tishko signing off for another seven days see you later This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.